0: Everybody
1: sing that shit. Welcome to another episode of The Breakdown Podcast. And we've got an MBE with us today. Johnny Benjamin, mental health campaigner. Thank you for joining me, young man.
2: No, thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you.
1: I mean, I've been following your story for how many years? Have you been like, well, I started my Anxiety United thing six years ago. I know your story goes way back beyond that, but that's when I was first familiar with it. Just give us a brief rundown, and then we'll we'll dig.
2: So sure, yeah, uh, well, I started I started by blogging Yeah, yeah. Um, in around two thousand and eleven, I think it was. So initially, mm-hmm. uh, I got ill, like really ill, when I was twenty, and that was like two thousand and eight, mm-hmm. um, and I was put into hospital and yeah in a really in a really bad place um, and while I was in the hospital uh, I ended up I ended up running away from the hospital mm-hmm, and actually mm-hmm. to was talked off the edge of a bridge and yeah by this stranger
1: it became a massive story
2: separated yeah and yeah well it was 2014 so quite a few years later when I decided to find him, the stranger, mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, it was just, we didn't expect it to kind of go so big, mm-hmm. you know, I, I didn't think that we'd find him because, you know, it just seems like looking for a bit of a needle in a haystack, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: what he looked like or anything, so, but yeah, once that happened, uh, yeah, kind of just blew up and Ever since then, i um, been doing a lot of like talks and workshops and set up charity. And my big thing is all about, you know, education and young people. Mm. So much work to do. Lots of work to do.
1: So take yeah. us back. I mean, you're, you, do you mind the official diagnosis? Schizoaffective disorder? Yeah. yeah. Like take us back. When did you, well, when did you first realize that there was any kind of issue or that you was different to anybody else?
2: yeah well when I was really young when I was really young well I mean so my parents took me to a a psychologist when I was like five Mm -hmm. Um, so we knew from a young age because I wasn't sleeping um, I was becoming really uh, anxious and like lashing out was quite violent and, and yeah, so, you know, I just, and I never fitted in, I never fitted in really, in like my nursery school or in my primary school, um, just felt really different
1: to everyone else. Even from really. that younger age?
2: Yeah, just, um, you know, like, everyone would be in the playground and um, I would be by myself in the library. Uh, I was just like obsessed with um, the Tudors. Uh, Elizabeth the I, I had this like obsession from a young age and I'd just be always reading books in the library while everyone else was like yeah outside and I don't know I just didn't I just didn't fit in but that I don't know that sort of became the norm yeah, yeah. Uh, really you mm. know want to get used to it um and then secondary school was uh that was that was hard because it was I went to a really big school yeah Uh, but i eventually sort of found my like group of people my friends we were like the geeks um yeah we we weren't like (laughs) we weren't you know we were like really unpopular and like don't know um but i I liked yeah yeah i thought we were cool (laughs) (laughs) Um, but when i was it was in my teens when that I really started struggling
1: yeah Um,
2: for me it was uh for me it was really low like really low moods really low moods like felt extremely low and really emotional and you know I didn't understand why there's no like it wasn't like particular reasons I was just yeah yeah. well um but as well as that, I think the most difficult thing was I was hearing a voice and um it's linked a lot looking back to my sort of faith. I come mm-hmm. from a Jewish, Jewish background and I went to a Jewish school mm-hmm. and I was really like I don't know, I was really influenced by what I was learning about my faith and God. So I thought I had this sort of connection to God and um but so it became really difficult because basically the voice that I was hearing told me to start doing things like mm-hmm. every time I heard an ambulance, I'd have to say a prayer, like a Jewish prayer. Yeah. Otherwise, an ambulance would die. So I had to say the prayer. And then it, it just became more and more difficult. Like I'd have to t- touch things or say certain things at certain points. Otherwise, yeah, I was like told an obsessive
1: that- an obsessive compulsive disorder almost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was
2: horrible, horrible, um, you know, having to, like, just try and obviously cover it up when I'm doing mm-hmm. it and trying to uh, mask it all. Um, mm-hmm. When I was 17, um, that's when I finally sort of asked for help. and mm-hmm. uh, I was referred to CAMHS, uh, I didn't get the help I needed at CAMHS. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, <laughs> long waiting,
1: yeah, long yeah. waiting. Same old story.
2: Then, what's that? Same old? Yeah. Same mm. old. But, yeah. But I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. No, you know, we didn't, we didn't talk about mental health. Um, so yeah, I, yeah. Didn't. And so for me, I thought I could like run away from it all. I really thought I could, you know, I basically I planned to leave school and go to university and that was going to be like my uh, new start. Do you know what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just thought, you know, everyone loves uni and it's, you know it's change of scenery and change yeah, yeah. of me mm-hmm. i can leave everything but you know obviously that didn't happen and it was at university when things like uh became more intense and mm-hmm. um i started to like self-harm and use alcohol and become really destructive because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. i was able to do it. because i was you know i was Able to hide.
1: Uh, I suppose it, it didn't really stand out as well, if like, because most people are drinking alcohol, well, stereotypically, most people are drinking, not sleeping properly. So, exactly. mm. I think mm. I,
2: it did become, like, for my housemates, it did become evident, though, as time went on, because right. I was drinking myself. Mm. Um, and I would do, like, when I, yeah, like self harm marks and things, like, they would begin to
1: Notice. question. Mm.
2: So, but I, I was so good at like covering it up, you know, mm-hmm. I was, mm-hmm. really at, you know, as you know, like masking it and yeah, I'm fine, yeah, I'm, all right. I'm fine, just a bit stressed, you know, uh, I was able to just, you know, put people off the scent. Was that um, like a,
1: was it like an? Em- you were embarrassed?
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I was, I was really embarrassed. Um, yeah. I thought, so this time, like I was in my late teens, I thought I was going mad, I thought mm-hmm. I was crazy and just didn't understand. Yeah. I just, so I, um, I just felt really ashamed and embarrassed and scared, I think as well, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but eventually I had this, this breakdown at university, um, and became psychotic, which was, um, which is horrendous. Um, sort of felt like I was being like, um, taken over, like I couldn't control what I was mm-hmm. doing and saying, mm-hmm. uh, I felt like I was being possessed by the devil and like stuff was, I was like, I ended up on the streets, basically. Mm-hmm. I was in Manchester and I was on the streets in Manchester, um, screaming and shouting and, you know, um, just couldn't, I don't know. It was, yeah. Horrible experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what led me to be put in hospital. Um, uh, which was also a pretty horrible experience, um, and get this diagnosis of of schizoaffective yeah. disorder.
1: What was that uh, like when you when you received that label? What was that? What was that feeling like?
2: Uh, I was shocked. I was shocked. I mean, I I knew that I was there was something, mm. uh, uh, I just I wasn't. Well, I'd never heard of that diagnosis, and. Like, when my psychiatrist explained it, like, schizophrenia, bipolar, Mm -hmm. I was like, I can't, that can't be me, I can't, I don't know, it just didn't, uh, yeah, it just, uh, it was so sort of confusing. I I haven't mentioned as well, but alongside all of this, and again, linked into it, I was struggling with my sexuality.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. So, there was that going on as well, and um my psychiatrist was was bringing that up a lot you know mm-hmm. all about you know um i did i just didn't i was so sort of confused and so um embarrassed because now everyone had found out that like my family and friends because i was in hospital mm-hmm. everyone knew. um yeah i was it was just it was it was just horrendous was yeah
1: horrendous. It's especially because i mean you were only a young man at that time you know what I mean? Yeah. Trying to take all that on board, especially the fact that you'd been doing it on your own up till that point.
2: Yeah, and there was no—I think the worst thing, though, for me uh, was the hospital. To be honest, mm. because there was just no—I was—I was—I was in the like the suicide ward, mm-hmm. as they call it. You know? So someone just like basically just sits like this and watches you all the time. Mm. But they don't talk. They just come and they'll sit and they'll watch you. And, oh, it was just, I needed some, I needed some...
1: Engagement. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: Oh, just, it was horrible. Like, you know, you know, if I had to go to the toilet, they'd have to come with me. And, I mean, it's just, I don't know. I I just couldn't, basically I spent a month in this hospital before... Mm -hmm um well that yeah before the point i reached kind of what i felt was the end mm-hmm. you know just um it was just it was unbearable it was really unbearable um and so yeah so i then uh well i don't know i just i made a plan essentially mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um cuz I don't know. It just, it just seemed like there was the, that was the only way. There wasn't any other way, mm. really. I thought I was going to be stuck in this hospital for a long time and I just couldn't couldn't deal with it. Um, I
1: suppose so, yeah, a- with the experience that you were going through, being stuck in this room, being stared at, like that was your vision of the rest of your life. Is that what you thought? Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Uh, Who, who'd want to do that?
2: Right. And I felt uh, as well, like, not just that, but feeling like a burden on, mm-hmm. particularly my parents.
1: Mm, um, of course.
2: I mean, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm, I've got a brother as well, an older brother. I was like, I just, yeah, I thought I thought the best thing for them was if I wasn't here, you know? Mm. Um, that's, that's yeah, kind of that. It just It just felt like the only way.
1: Did they know like, that you felt like that? No. No
2: um I wasn't talking really in the hospital mm. um I just yeah uh you know we, <laughs> we had to do like group therapy mm-hmm. and I don't know I mean I, you know I wasn't yet used to talking about it so to put me in a group with yeah. all these I just I couldn't I just I couldn't talk mm. um so i wasn't no I was keeping it all to be honest, I was lying, I was saying I was getting better
1: right um, yeah. yeah um
2: but yeah, the breaking point came um a so it was it was the beginning of beginning of two thousand and eight that's when the just mm. one night, yeah, hit that sort of wall. Mm-hmm. Um, made a plan um yeah, run away from the hospital the next morning, which I did. Mm-hmm. I was able to get out, said I needed a cigarette. Mm-hmm. Um let me out. Yeah. Ran as fast as I could. Um and and yeah, so I, I ran to this bridge. Um and I went onto the edge. Um and that's when Basically, the stranger came and stood next to me and started to talk to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. It, yeah, it, there was something about a stranger, I think, for me. Yeah. Uh, it was just really different to everything I'd encountered in the last month in mm-hmm. the hospital. Like, just so sort of human. and I was going to
1: say, it kind of restored a bit of faith in humanity for you. Yeah, yeah, sure.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, the main thing for me was this guy, it was a young guy, and he kept saying to me, You'll be all right, mate. Just really mm-hmm. like, just really like casually and matter of fact. He was like, Mate, you'll be fine, you'll be all right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And, um, yeah, that restored sort of, I think, yeah, a bit of faith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but just his whole. Just the way he was with me. Um, just really, I think for me, actually, the way that he listens. Um, because in the hospital, I sound really critical, um, but
1: honest. I think.
2: Well, in the hospital, you know, people didn't listen. It was everything was like, everything was like behind a clipboard, like you know, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, today on a scale of you know one to ten this and tell me on a scale of one to ten that and, and i was like and my psychiatrist just gave me two minutes every day to mm-hmm. i don't know i just i don't know yeah there was something different about this guy on on, on this bridge mm-hmm. uh, and his sort of humanity mm-hmm. I think that was that was the thing for me um i
1: watched something with the two of you and i think one of the best things about because it's neil that's who we're talking about. Like, that he didn't know pretty much anything about mental health. Like, he hadn't considered it. Because, we, like I've always said, if people don't know about mental health, then it's hard for them to show empathy or sympathy. But this goes against the grain. Like, he, he didn't really know anything, but still, he was able to say the right things and listen. That's good.
2: Oh I he mean, was amazing, actually, yeah. Yeah, um, he yeah, had no sort of training or... Mm. Around, but just compassionate you know yeah um, mm. I think that's what did it for me uh just well just yeah compassionate and yeah human you know
0: mm-hmm. um,
2: and eventually he he talked me off and he said let's go for a coffee you know let's um Which you didn't get to do no <laughs> um, yeah. I no, I, I wanted to go for a coffee because mm-hmm. We, like I had a connection with this guy and uh, yeah, really um, yeah, there was something we had a, like a bond, I don't know mm. so uh, we, we were going to go for a coffee and I got, I got off the edge to the pavement and um, basically the police someone had called the police and they kind of charged into the scene mm-hmm. um, and I got I got I got distressed, let's say, you got mm-hmm. distressed. Uh and I was restrained and handcuffed and yeah, basically separated from Neil mm-hmm. and taken away. Uh and taken and sectioned in the in the local hospital. And yeah. Um that was uh yeah, what well, that was that was quite a day. Yeah um yeah. yeah um but I think for me, the thing was, uh, after I was sectioned, I was taken back to the hospital that I'd run away from.
0: Mm-hmm. But
2: I, de- I had a little bit of hope, you know, from talking to this guy Yeah. Cambridge. Yeah, yeah. I definitely had felt um, there was something, you know, that mm-hmm. uh, I needed to to get you really. Sick. Yeah, and eventually I was I was discharged. Mm-hmm. So, um, but you know. That was, that was just really the kind of the start of like a massive journey. Yeah,
1: yeah. I was going to say it's like, that's the bit that most people probably know about that know you, but yeah. the story, it doesn't end there, does it? It's just, I mean, yeah. When did you start vlogging? Was that after that?
2: Yeah, yeah. I started vlogging and so it took me, it took me a good few years to like really talk. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, you know, this embarrassment that, Mm-hmm. We've been talking about really like stayed with me for like yeah years mm. uh, I couldn't talk to my family or friends really um, I spent a lot of time really kind of lost and uh, I, can't, I don't know I, I I basically wanted to try and push it all away and deny it and yeah, yeah not do anything about it but I just. I was, yeah, like really, like literally lost Mm -hmm. at Um, for the next few years, just trying not to deal with it. Um, But I think it was, yeah, it was vlogging that started to help uh, because I was able to like, like when I was talking to the camera, um, Mm -hmm. I could be a bit more, I could say things without fear of um, judgment or... Mm -hmm. Well, oh, mainly judgment, you know. Um I was just felt more free to talk when I was looking mm-hmm. into the camera norms there, actually present. Um and then I started to put these videos out on a secret YouTube channel. Yeah. Which then was the Yeah. Well what <laughs> one day um Stephen Fry tweeted about the mm-hmm. the YouTube channel and kind of then it just yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was to be honest, actually. In my, I don't know, it was in my, how old was I? Like 20, I'd say 23. That's when, um, well, 22, 20, that's when I started experiencing anxiety for the first time. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um,
2: like for me, it had always been uh, depression mm-hmm. as well as with um like psychotic
0: elements. Yeah, yeah. um
2: mm-hmm. but now i started yeah experiencing anxiety for mm. the first time um and i don't know for me uh there was a lot of links to like health so again yeah. i started with um ibs as well mm-hmm. at that time and um yeah it was just, uh like panic attacks and mm-hmm. um really horrible time um yeah
1: uh it's just terrific man the thought because like people that suffer with anxiety i say people like generally they have this real fear of having those psychotic episodes like that's one of the big things like there's two main fears or they say for people with anxiety it's a usually men fear of heart attack and women fear of losing their mind or having psych- psychotic episodes so like to think that you actually have gone through that and st- i mean assuming still do
2: yeah no absolutely i mean you That's... still
1: you have to take like extra special care of yourself i guess
2: yeah no i mean um i mean for me I'm, i mean i'm you know i'm not going to lie being psychotic is uh well, it's. Yeah, it's a, it's a horrible,
1: horrible... Yeah, I, I can't even begin... I can't even begin to imagine.
2: Yeah. Um, but the thing is, though, now... Now, it's, it's different because I, I... I know... I know that, you know, I need to be somewhere safe, and um, I know the right people to sort of call. Mm. Um, like, you know, I'll even... Message my dad and be like, I, I need help. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it's horrible, but it's different because I know, I know I can be safe. I know I can get somewhere safe. And I can be safe, and that's yeah for me when I'm in that place. That's what I need, and I know I can, I can get to that place. If that makes sense. That yeah, yes yeah.
1: Can you can you recognise now if say an episode is oncoming? You notice signs, yeah.
2: Yeah, no paranoia. Um, the the like real sort of edginess mm-hmm. and suicidal ideation and um, just, yeah, like for me, um, for me, uh, I have this delusion. Uh, it's called the Truman delusion, you know, uh,
1: I was going to talk to you about this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because I watched a video earlier and you were talking about it. But you also yeah. said that people had reached out to you talking about it. Yeah. I have thought the exact same thing. Like it never, I was never paranoid about it, but me and my, me and my son used to talk about it. Like imagine if, and then we used to talk about like, cause I've been married a couple of times. Like my first wife, she was in the one series. Then we split. It was time for someone else to come in. So, you know, you're not, <laughs> you're not no. it's crazy.
2: Yeah, it is. It is. Um, it, yeah, I mean it is. And when I'm psychotic, I'm convinced that mm-hmm. I'm back on this TV show, and yeah, people around me aren't real. And, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, They're being paid.
2: Yeah, seriously. Your mind, the way your might the way the places that you know can mm-hmm. go in your head, like how you can uh, what's the word, like uh, uh, misinterpret things going mm-hmm. on around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
1: So is, it, is there a point for you? Cause like you'll have those paranoid thoughts and like you can recognize them at the moment. And that's when you know that you're heading down a path, but is there a moment when you don't, you're not, not able to realize that they're paranoid thoughts? Like, is that when you're, that's when you need to seek like, but you don't know that you need to seek proper help. I suppose. So, that's, is that when you end up relapsing?
2: Yeah. I mean, the thing is now though, um,
1: you're fully aware.
2: Yeah, um, so like, I've had a few relapses over the last few years, and mm. the earlier relapses, um, again, I try and push it away. I'd be like, I know, I know that I'm not in a great place, but uh, I can't take a break now, or, like maybe I've got, I've got work to do. Like, I was uh, in 2017, I was running the London Marathon, and um, uh, in the first bit of the year I I was becoming unwell and I knew I was becoming unwell, but I was like, I've got the London Marathon, I can't, Mm -hmm. can't, I can't get unwell, I can't go into hospital. I got just pushed through, but I ended up having a psychotic episode uh, in public um, uh, a couple of months before the marathon, because my mind was just, I guess it just
1: couldn't
2: anymore. And so, but now, um, I do recognise the early warning signs and I do try and take action before mm-hmm. it gets to that stage where I'm completely like enveloped and, and then it is like, you know, I don't trust anyone when I'm completely psychotic and everyone's out to get me. Um, then it's really hard to, but now, yeah, I know the early warning signs, I know uh, I need to ask for help, I know I need to get to, I need to be safe, mm. you know, I try and act early. Um, but you know, it's taken a while to to get there.
1: Yeah, yeah. What what sort of things do you actively do to look after your mental health? I heard I've heard you talk about mindfulness stuff like that. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Mindfulness has been a massive help for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, massive help. I mean, I know it's not not for everyone, but to be honest, actually, when like, when I was really struggling with anxiety, mindfulness was not. I, c- I couldn't sit still. I just couldn't sit yeah. still and. Mm-hmm. Or even lie down and I couldn't do it. Uh, but then you know there's other forms of mindfulness like walking walking mind walking meditations mm-hmm. you can do. Mm-hmm. Running is a form of mindfulness. Yoga, actually, yoga was really useful.
1: Um I can't get into it. I'm just not flexible right. enough, man.
2: <laughs> well, that's the thing though, like people say that, but I mean um there's different types of yoga. So like this for me I really love there's something called like restorative yoga mm. and um that's like that's not like really the fa- that's not like the flow the fast paced one mm-hmm. it's really gentle and the stretches aren't too like uh, big but you just you get into a certain position and you just hold it for like quite a long period and then you can just feel like this release right so you should try maybe a, like a different form of yoga
1: yeah, yeah yeah i think i've just got this like this vision of just trying to do it in front of the TV in spandex—it's right. not going to happen.
0: Spandex.
2: So,
1: yeah.
2: I think that's what I always say to people: like, you know, if one thing doesn't work for you within something, like, like mindfulness, like if sitting doesn't work for you, mm-hmm. uh, then try a different form of mindfulness, like, like the walking. There's are like guided walking meditations. Yeah. Yeah. Or well, there's even one that I listen to actually, um, like on, when I have to go into, into London on tube, there's like a, a commuter mindfulness. Right. Uh, I use an app which is called, um, it's called Inside timer. Mm-hmm. A
1: yeah. Yeah. I did. My last podcast was with, uh, Andrew Johnson. He's done a few meditations on there. I think. Oh
2: yeah. Oh, he's awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was good. Um,
2: yeah, no, I listen to him, actually. Uh, yeah, so that's a great um, app because there's lots mm-hmm. of different, like, walking meditations, commuter meditations, or visualizations, or relaxations. Like, uh, there's so much you can do, I think. Yeah, yeah. You know? um, so I'm always trying to, you know, find things. Um, like I've recently got into something called Breathworks. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard of it. No. Um, which uh, well, my friend introduced me to it and um, it's, it's a certain form of really like deep breathing mm. it's a guided thing and um, you can find it online and um, yeah I did it the other night actually Wednesday night I think it was and it was really helpful um, so I mean yeah I'm you know I'm always trying to yeah, find ways mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. sort of help my mental health do you, um, fi-
1: do you feel like you have to be occupied? Like, can you just sit and be quiet? or do you feel? No, no way. Like you talk about the amount of work that you do, and you like you're really engaged in work at the moment. Like if you're, yeah. if, if you haven't got work to do, do you have to do something?
2: Yeah, it. Well, yeah, no, I do. I can't just sit and I can't just sit. I can't just mm. sit. Well, my mind's always because um, there's so much I want to do, like in terms of like young people and education and. Mm-hmm. That I've got, so my mind is always like, I've got a list of like, got to do this at some point, got to do that, got to do this. Um, so I'm never uh, just sitting there. Mm-hmm. But then, obviously, when I'm doing like mindfulness, uh, I am just, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's like active actively doing nothing, kind mm-hmm. of.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. I can't just sit there and just do it. I couldn't um maybe I should try it well actually um my friend wants me to go on to um a silent meditation retreat right uh in a few months which is um which yeah scares me a little bit because mm-hmm. they do have to literally like sit and just be with yourself and there's no you can't interact with anyone you can't mm-hmm. um do anything you kind of got to literally sit with your thoughts and feelings i guess and see what comes up and uh, Good yeah, life. that scares me a little <laughs> yeah. bit cause yeah, I don't know what's going to come
1: up, yeah, yeah. So, what, what have you been doing with your time that you mentioned charity, education? Yeah. Tell us, yeah,
2: yeah. So, my big thing is, is um, you know, if I'd have got something at school mm-hmm. or you know, like college, university, then maybe I wouldn't have ended up in the place that I got to, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. that's my sort of thinking. So yeah, my big thing is um, well, I'd love to. I'd love to try and get mental health um, within the sort of curriculum. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my dream, where you know, where young people are discussing mental health in different subjects, like in history. You know, loads of different people in history have mental health challenges. Like yeah, yeah, sort
1: of course. Of course. Mm.
2: Abraham uh, Lincoln and, you know, let's discuss it within the subject or like in science, you know, let's talk about the brain and,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
2: the brain works, the science behind it or in English let's talk, there's so, so many like books and so much literature you know, where mental health is like a theme, like Shakespeare, mm-hmm. like let's talk about it within the subject, so yeah um, yeah really trying to push from just, I just feel that. Um, well, schools feel kind of like exam factories mm-hmm. uh, for me. Um, there's so much focus on grades and lead tables, and I just, I don't know. Um, I just think we're, I think we're kind of going about it the wrong way, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it's the, it's the system. It's the system. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so working on, on that and then um, again, like, you know, I do a lot of work with the NHS and again, mm. there's, you know, I'd love to see changes in the health system in terms of, you know, mental health and, you know, patients getting their voices heard. And, yeah, yeah. you know, we talked about inpatient units, like really, I think things can change so much in inpatient units and outpatients
0: mm. as well. Like, I mm.
2: just think, again, the system, uh, doesn't work for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it could change, you know?
1: Do you think it's it's all down to funding or are they making a few bad decisions as well? A combination?
2: Combination, yeah. I mean, um, you know, the funding obviously, uh, there's been lots of cuts. Mm. I mean, yeah, it's really frustrating all the cuts that have happened over the last decade. Um, But then also... I just, when I, I don't know, I just find often it's a one size fits all approach when it comes to mental health.
1: Yeah, yeah. I agree.
2: Yeah. I mean, oh, you know, six, six sessions of CBT and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I've had CBT and CBT has been helpful at times. Mm-hmm. But it's, it doesn't Six sessions of CBT is not going to work for everyone. You know, if you have like, if you have cancer, um, you get more of like, you get more options, you know, mm-hmm. My dad had um, prostate cancer and he got like options of, well, we can do, um, uh, radiotherapy for this long. And then this laser thing, or we can do, there was another way or we can do this. Do you know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I just feel people aren't given enough options when it comes to sort of mental support and treatment.
1: Yeah. That's the experience like, I've had with it. It's just, yeah, it's yeah. literally, you have that assessment and then, Here's your sessions of CBT. And we'll see you in six months or 12 months for another six. That's my experience.
2: Did you find CBT?
1: I expected, I expected to be cured. I expected my therapist to cure me. I think I was naive. Like, I openly admit that. But I don't know why. Like, now I know that it's me that has to do it. But something, actually, you've just reminded me of something else that you said. in a. I think it was a video you did, like, maybe a year ago about like why don't you do the things because sometimes you go off track and you won't do your meditation and you won't do your exercise. Like why don't we do those things? Because I know like if I go out and socialize, obviously I can't at the moment, but like with my anxiety and stuff, I know that that's how to fix it. But for some reason, just don't want to put myself in that position.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, um, oh, I think that's human. I think that's human. yeah. Yeah. Mm think um yeah if we were all more honest we'd probably all say the same yeah um, we, know,
1: we know what's good for us and we're great yeah. we're great at giving advice but um, don't yeah, ask but, me to do it
2: do you know um someone said to me about you might have heard it the the oxygen mask analogy you know on the plane when um you know if you're on a plane and uh you're you, you're about to take off and they say um they do the safety briefing and they say the mask will drop down from the mm-hmm. ceiling, and um, you know, you need to fit yours before you fit anyone else's even children. You have to fit yours before you fit your children's mm-hmm. oxygen mask. And someone said to me, you know, well, it's the same for what we're doing, you know, life, you know, you have to look after yourself before you look after anyone mm-hmm. else.
0: You have to, mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Uh, take your own advice before you give it to someone else. But mm-hmm.
1: It's just, yeah, it's not that, you
2: know, not that <laughs> simple, <Orrible>. is it?
1: <laughs> no, for some reason. I don't know. Yeah.
2: But I think, I think the most important thing, though, is, is being kind. and not, not beating ourselves up about that, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I have something called CFT, which is um, uh, compassion-focused therapy at the moment, mm-hmm. uh, which is really interesting. And, you know, a lot of it's about, yeah, self-compassion and, you know, yeah, not beating yourself up, which is—I don't know about you, but that's been my, well, one of my biggest—is mm, mm. um, you know, really being really hard with myself. Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I would never be that hard on anyone else, but
1: yeah, yeah,
2: you know, being just really, like, really harsh, really harsh with myself, and yeah, trying to sort of stop doing that and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just treat myself. Celebrate,
1: celebrate the victories. That's one thing I yeah. do I never do that for some reason.
2: Again, like we don't. We, uh, you know, I uh, yeah. Um, it's that thing of you know um, when I've done stuff like in the media or on social media, like you know you can get a hundred comments, and ninety nine are really great, but there's that yes. one that yeah, oh really like. Doesn't like what you're doing or really mm-hmm. negative. I'm always like, I don't focus on that 99 no- I focus no, on. No. That yeah. Year. I mean, do, like, do you hopefully don't get trouble I get,
1: or... f- get a bit. I, yeah, I think it's just part and parcel, isn't it? I get a few comments. Get... Sorry.
2: How do you how do you deal with that?
1: I think awesome. about it, I think about it usually for about six hours, I'll type out a response calling oh. them every, <laughs> yeah but then I won't send it, like I, n- I never send a comment, <laughs> just like I just know in my own mind that yeah, I got ya, okay. See, that helps, I
2: having
1: the... I think so, yeah, I'll like think about it, make sure all the grammar's correct because I don't want to get caught by the <laughs> grammar police as well, <laughs> okay. and then I'll just, I'll think nah, is it worth it? Nah. I don't think he is. I'll let okay. him have their little moment. I'll get a few.
2: No, I'm going to try that because, yeah, um, that's always my fear is those, yeah. Those I
1: want to be liked by everybody. Do you have that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my
2: God. that's, again, that's like a massive issue with me is, um, yeah, I need to be liked by everyone. Mm. And, um, I need to be like... Uh, successful at what I do, like I'm scared like a lot about, you know, in terms of the work I do, like criticisms about I don't know, um, like maybe I used the wrong language or a language that upsets someone's mental health. Mm-hmm. So I'm always like, oh I don't want yeah I don't want to upset anyone or annoy anyone or
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, and again like I'm um, if, if 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 it was someone if it was you that you know um I'd be like, oh, don't worry. Like, you know, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I can't get that wrong. or got, got to be liked. I've got to, you know. Um, I mean, social media is a tricky one for me, personally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do. I find it, um, uh, like, um, well, I guess in terms of, it's funny because I've got uh, my niece is nine and um, she was saying to me, about she's on tiktok and um Mm -hmm. like oh why haven't i got you know why haven't i got that many followers and i was like oh my gosh like it sounds like me and
0: Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. um yeah i guess always worrying about people's perceptions and uh it can drive me bananas like, like, uh,
1: like have you ever thought that maybe when if you get a negative comment maybe that's like because that's what you think of yourself and it's just like they're agreeing with what you're telling yourself. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah when yeah. it's not,
1: tr- it's not true. But it's because that's like that's what we think. Like I think my last video was shit, and if somebody says that it is, but a hundred people say it's great, like I'm with that one. I know, mate.
2: Do you, do you then type your response?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Because I'm still angry by it. You're not allowed to say it's shit. Only I am. So.
2: No, I'm, I'm going to try that actually. Um, I've never done that before, where you, you know, type something out. And yeah, type
1: it out. Just make sure you don't press enter. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. See, that's the thing with me is, um, like, when I used to get really negative comments, I would actually respond and try and sort of like try and get some reasoning with them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then someone said to me, "Don't." Don't do it. You know you're I not think gonna. It's not possible. It, yeah, I mean, it's like actually with um, here's Morgan, mm-hmm. uh, who I had a a Twitter kind of battle with a few years ago in terms of mental health,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and I was, I was, you know, I, I knew I was right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. <Well, laughs> <laughs> Because um, he's very, you know, he, his views of mental illness are not great. Um, mm, man,
1: man up is what I remember.
2: I mean, um, but whatever I was tweeting him, he just, I don't know. There was just no way for me to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my family was just like, just give up because he's going to, yeah. that's the thing. Is, you know, um, you can waste so much, well, wow, so much time and energy uh on 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 these and for me actually i waste a lot of not wait well yeah waste a lot of time being like um it not not even what people say to me it's like oh that person's doing that thing on social media or that event or why is that person not brought back to me or why is that person not following me and so much time is spent um <laughs> oh, questioning not questioning not you know and what and also you know what I find is like when it comes to things like, you know, on my phone like, like texts or something like, you know, someone won't reply to me for a long time and I'm like, oh they hate me, what have they done, blah blah blah. And then when they do reply to me eventually, um I don't then say to myself, see, like don't worry, like okay. I'm like again, I just like what you're saying about you dismiss the mm-hmm. positives.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I've got a bad habit for I'm always, yeah, focusing on the...
1: On the bad stuff. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's not good. So, the MBE, you went to Buckingham Palace? (laughs) Yeah, that
2: was... That, yeah, I mean, it was just... It was really surreal, to be honest. It was really surreal. Um, Yeah, really, really... I mean, it was really... Obviously, it was really lovely to love my family. Mm. Obviously, I mean, again, I had a relapse just before, um, and I I literally, I came out of hospital, I think a few days before the- Really?
0: Yeah,
2: and so, it was quite emotional actually, because yeah, you know, yeah, it was quite quite an emotional sort of moment, you know, being unwell, Mm -hmm. in hospital, going to the palace, and, well, I mean, so for me, um, uh, Prince William gave me the the Mm MBE, and, uh, I met him a few times and that was really lovely actually because uh I was obviously I was really bricking it like because everyone's watching you you have to do this like um sort of procedure when you get the medal like you've got to step one foot apart it's so like mm-hmm. nervous as it is but then you've got to follow these rules mm. and I was like but I don't know just Prince William being there and he just is so he's very good at putting people at ease or putting me yeah. at ease yeah. Um so that really helped. That really helped actually. Yeah. Um but yeah, it was it was a. Uh, yeah, it was really obviously really special. Yeah, really so, special.
1: You know, when you think about what you've done now, like do you see do you see that there's positives? Like the amount of people that you've friggin' affected in a good way? Like are you able to sit back and just think, wait a minute, I have I've made a lot of differences for people.
2: Well, for me, I'm very much like going back to what we said before. I'm very much like, yeah. Well, what about these people that haven't? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That I I haven't affected, or I don't know. um, Like I was giving a talk uh, recently, and uh, because that's what I do, I give a lot of talks, and Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. There was there, there was one. Uh, someone someone in the audience who was um, you could just tell from like his body language and the way he was and he wasn't interested he didn't, he didn't want to listen to me maybe he didn't, He felt I felt like he was there with his wife, I felt like he'd been dragged by his wife maybe right. mm-hmm. um, and just I was really aware of him the whole way through and really like oh, I want to
1: get to you. you that's who you were focusing on
2: yeah because I want you to you know, take it seriously and understand and be affected, and mm-hmm. uh, and he just wasn't. And so, yeah, like we were saying before, it's all very well. You know, yeah, yeah. Obviously, the people that have been touched, but it's those people that mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: you know uh, I haven't reached. That yeah, that I think about. Um, yeah.
1: So, tell me about the future for Johnny Benjamin. What's in, What's the plans?
2: Um, see, that's the thing. So, for me, actually, I kind of live. I don't. I'm not very good at making plans. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that through? A, f-
1: is that through a fear of them not coming to fruition, or is it just don't do plans?
2: <laughs> I think um, it's weird. Like everything in the past few years has happened quite like organically, mm-hmm. like. So I started making my YouTube videos, then I got asked to do this documentary from that, and then that led to the you know finding Neil again and mm-hmm. the next documentary and doing talks. Led from that, everything's like been very uh, organic. So, um, I don't know, I kind of
1: um, see where you end up,
2: yeah, but that's not, <laughs> the, I, mean, there, I mean, I'm saying that, but there is, there's lots of things like you know, like talks about like schools and. and uh the charity that I've got like there's lots of but well, I'm not very good at yeah I'm not sort of like a five-year plan person or a ten-year plan mm-hmm. it'd be nice to find someone like I mean um relationships uh that's a whole other like
1: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> thing but um
1: I'm no expert
2: <laughs> I don't know I mean people I don't believe anyone is well maybe some people are but mm. It's, it's hard. They're really hard, especially, you know, if you've got a mental issue.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: So hard. Um, so, but it would be nice to, yeah, find someone and um, I never had a proper relationship. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that would be nice. That would be nice in the plans. Um, I want to get a dog. Um, really want to get I've a dog. i got one you
1: can have. Yeah? <laughs> yeah? <laughs> um, Seriously? You wanna? No. Why, why? She's just a pain. No, my girlfriend would kill me. I'm not allowed. Gotta keep Why her. why why is she pain? What
2: is it? Pain?
1: Well she's just a puppy, isn't it? It's like I have to focus ninety percent of my attention on her all day. Really? Yeah. But she's cool, it gives me something to think about.
2: Yeah. I just no, find I,
1: dogs. I, are... I do recommend it. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, I
2: don't know, it's just dogs there's something about dogs, they're not. You know, again, like with humans, you never know what they're thinking or what mm-hmm. they're planning, or if there's something else going on. And with dogs, you just know what you see is what you get.
1: It's the unconditional love. Like yeah. you can, you can come back from where been a shop. Dog's been crying because she was on her own, but you walk yes. in that door, you know, she's so happy about it. That's, that's the best so bit. nice. Really. Yeah, yeah, that's the cool bit. Really good. <sighs> so
2: yeah, I want to get a dog. Um, we were talking before about <laughs> you know, moving to the coast. I wouldn't mind mm-hmm. uh, so I live in London, and London's, I don't know, it's, it's just a crazy city. So mm-hmm. yeah, in the future I'd love to, I'd love to move I like we were saying like, I love the sea. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, in the future, I'd definitely love to move out of London and move mm-hmm. to the sea. Um, I know that would be good for my mental health yeah it, it really annoys me actually that um so much there's so much like sort of focus on London mm-hmm. like the one that I do like yeah so much happens in London, so I feel like I've kind of got to sort of be here near here mm-hmm. but yeah the future definitely um wanna wanna be by the coast with a dog, maybe a partner maybe uh maybe kids mm-hmm.
1: maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. how old are you? I've got a 20-year-old son and a 13-year-old daughter. Wow. Yeah, it's good. It's good fun. Yeah, I yeah, wouldn't change yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. No, I,
0: Yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, uh, we'll see. I mean, also, actually, um, I want to focus a bit more on, like, sort of creativity. Like, uh I love music. Music's the thing that... Um, I don't know, it's got me through a lot. Um, mm. Yeah, I would love to make music, actually. So, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: yeah, that's something I want to do as well.
1: I like it. Yeah. I, used, I used to try. I used to try and sing.
2: Did you?
1: Yeah, yeah. Karaoke. Yeah. Can, you,
2: can you sing?
1: Not really. But I used to. <laughs> the, key, the, key always... word there, the key word was try. But yeah.
2: Everyone always says that, but...
1: No, no, I used to give it a go. Yeah, my daughter used to dance as well. Oh wow. Like so we're we're all uh, yeah. My son doesn't. He just plays PlayStation. Like that's his talent. Oh, but
2: that's also I love gaming is also pretty cool. Again,
1: I'm, I'm into gaming.
2: Are
1: you? Mm-hmm. What's your favorite? My favorite game at the moment is Rainbow Six Siege. Okay. I love that game. The best okay. game ever.
0: <laughs> yeah?
1: yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What do you what do you game on?
2: Well, <laughs> so PlayStation actually. Oh. Uh, I haven't played for such a long time. I can, I can really like lose myself and like. Yeah, yeah. Just time just then just slips away. And, mm-hmm.
1: and yeah. you've got work to do. You can't, can you? You can't have a minute.
2: <laughs> uh, seriously. My last uh, film was on gaming, actually.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
1: That's the plan then.
2: Yeah. Maybe a mental health game. There are mental health games, aren't there?
1: No. Uh, I think so, yeah, I've not played any. No. But there probably are. Yeah.
2: Maybe that's something like I'd love to like develop a sort of um like Tomb Raider m- like mental health version. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I know, I don't I'd know. Go for a mental health adventure. Mm. Um, I don't know. Maybe she rescues patients from a psychiatric ward and...
1: Yeah.
2: I don't know.
1: Sounds good. Yeah. I'll help you with that. Okay. So, yeah. There was something... I've been thinking about this since we freaking started. Something about... In your videos, you talk about being superhuman. I was just going to say, like... Because none of us are superhuman. But you can consider yourself a superhuman. Human, all of
0: us, all of us. No, but yeah,
1: no, you're you're doing an amazing job, man. Like, since I've been following along with the journey and that, and it's it's inspiring to other people, definitely.
2: Thank you, and you as well. I mean, look at the work that you've done in the past few years. I mean, it must have taken a lot of work. A lot of work. I've
1: I've got time on my hands though, because I work for myself from home, I'm a web designer, so like, I Build the website myself, and You're then still just, yeah. Well, the idea behind me doing all this initially was to share my journey, but similarly to yours, like you put the videos out because you wanted to, whether it was to get feedback or just for me, it was kind of like I wanted to talk about how I was feeling. So if I felt like it again in the future, I could look back and see like oh, I felt that felt dizziness before or felt you know, but I'm still alive. So that was my it was like building an evidence bank for me of just getting through situations.
2: So do you watch do you watch stuff back then? Or listen I to do, stuff yeah,
1: back? Yeah, yeah. If I'm feeling particularly sensitive, like a, a symptom's bothering me or something, then I'll go back, try and find an old video or something, just watch it and then be like, Okay. And then it comes back to me like, Yeah, I remember. I have felt like this before. So mm. yeah. Mm.
2: because I've never, I've never, never watched any of my stuff back or anything. Um, do no, it's weird. Like it's like once that video is done, I'm done with it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I Don't know, it's
2: funny. So maybe I should watch stuff. I Don't know. I don't
1: know. Some of it's a bit cringeworthy. My old. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. i always like
2: looking at the. Oh, why did I say that? Or mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: oh my god, I've taken a long like pause. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: And pesky no. negatives again. No. no Jeez. Minutes. So where can people find out more information about your your stuff?
2: Um so I guess so well I've got a website, just just my name johnnybenjamin.co.uk. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, on, on social media, YouTube if it's, if it's yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: well I'll put links in the description to your stuff. Oh, You're on Twitter. Do you use anything else? Instagram, yeah. Facebook?
2: Facebook, yeah. I mean, I'm not like massively active, but yeah,
1: mm-hmm. I know you. It? it took you a few days to respond to me. I was getting <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the first yeah. time, cheeky sod. Oh no, yeah, I don't know.
0: <laughs>
1: Got my way on you. I didn't know. It. Oh no,
0: okay,
1: it's fine. I'll forgive you this time. You're a busy man. You're a busy man. Yeah. But I'm like you. I'm like you in that. Like I send these messages out because I'm tweeting. I'm not tweeting. I'm like messaging all kinds of people when I come on the podcast. Like I really want to talk to you. And if they don't respond within 10 minutes, it's like, damn. Slip.
2: <laughs>
1: Buggers. Get but hopefully
2: them. you get, get replies.
1: Yeah, sometimes. It depends. Yeah. But thank you for replying
2: eventually
1: yeah Bugger. I think that's about it man I think we've covered everything like we've shared your story people can learn more about it they can see your videos are you still video doing videos now? you put one on the other day about your bleached coat I've seen that mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> which actually looked pretty cool incidentally yeah Thanks. I like that yeah I, I thought, thought it was right. <laughs> I thought you'd be wearing it <laughs> slightly disappointed
2: Sorry, <laughs> I've got some. I've got some um, oh, hold on, wait! I've got some bleach on here.
1: <laughs> there it is. That's I good. Yeah. The,
2: the whole this whole coronavirus, like, I've been really like obsessively cleaning and bleaching and mm-hmm. spraying. I've just been like with the spray just everywhere. Mm. And, like, even, <laughs> and yeah, I didn't realise that bleach turns red. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so, lesson
1: learned. Yeah, yeah. Just quickly on coronavirus. Yeah. Like, what's it What's it like in London? Like here, uh, it's it's not that busy here anyway. So when I pick my girlfriend up from work, like, I'm noticing there's a few less cars on the road. Not so many people on the street, but are you noticing it down there?
2: Well, actually, like, where I live in North London, and there's plenty of people out about, but in yeah. their car. Um, doesn't, I mean, the shops are a lot of shops are closed, it doesn't feel that different because so many yeah. people are actually mm, mm. um, out. So, I don't know, but there is, um, I don't know, this is just a general, maybe I'm missing my head, just a general feeling of, I don't know, unease, of course, you know, with what's going on. Um, just yeah, because no one's sure, no one's sure, like,
1: how yeah, yeah. Going on. it's that it's, unknown, isn't it? It's it is scary, yeah, yeah
2: mm. no, it is. It is, yeah. And I think for me, like, my biggest worry is my parents and like the old people in my family. And that's mm-hmm. always like, um, so yeah, it is. It's a, yeah.
1: Mm. Are you all like, you're all self isolating, nobody having to go to work?
2: No, we're lucky, yeah. Everyone's, everyone's yeah. Up. My,
1: my girlfriend works for a so she's oh, like really? super busy at the moment. And like, um, we, we live together, so it's a bit iffy. Like, I pick her up and keep her distance when she gets in the car. (laughs) But it's like, it it is scary. It is scary because I struggle with health anxiety as well. So it's like, it's the last thing I want, but she's a key worker.
2: um, I don't know, doing things then to, I don't know, like protect yourself or...
1: No, we're just, it's just normal. Like at her, her work her workplace are doing things like they're making sure everybody's kept apart and Ooh. you know, they're checking people's temperatures in the morning. I know you can show no symptoms and that, but they're they're doing what they can it seems, so Okay. Yeah. It's just carry on as normal. Or try yeah. to.
2: Try to, yeah.
1: Mm. That's about it.
0: Cool. <laughs> I'm
1: gonna let you go, man. Thanks for having me you probably on. Got, You've got loads to do. Uh,
2: I need to eat actually. I'm starving. There um, you go. Eat, so, yeah. Um, what, what's your plan for the rest? Of the
1: uh, day? I've got a bit of work to do, and that's pretty much it. It's just trying to fill my, de- my time. Like It's weird at the moment because usually, if we're not on lockdown, I can sit and do nothing all day and be great. But now that, right. now that I have to sit and do nothing, like I want to go out. I want to go and do something. Oh,
2: really? We are want. You, are you... Yeah. Go on. No, I was gonna say you. What? What are you like? with checking the news and stuff.
1: I'm terrible. I've I've constantly got the news on. But I but I do that I do that before this all started. Like the news is just something I usually have it on in the background and it's just on, whether it's good news or bad news. It's just there. It's just something to listen to. So. I yeah, don't know.
2: there was obviously a lot of bad news, which is obviously yeah, yeah. You know that affects your mental
1: health. I'm being told that it subconsciously it is affecting me. It's time There's to stay off of the news. news. Yeah. Do you, do you
2: look at the BBC News like updates, like the live feed?
1: I tend not. No, nah, not. I don't go searching for it. Like I don't. It's not like I'm constantly scanning to see numbers and statistics and stuff it's just on it's just on in the background so i don't know it's only cuz there's no football to watch isn't it All
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: right, man i'm going to let you go and eat <sighs> crazy yeah just incidentally like you know you had panic attacks and anxiety and stuff
0: yeah
1: like what happened with that did you just did it just stop cuz like my issue my whole issue stems back to one panic attack like, I'd just had one panic attack and then I've spent the last 15 years worrying about another panic attack. Really? So for you, like, how come that didn't develop into an anxiety disorder? Was it because there was just so much other stuff going on?
2: So for me, I mean, I always feel a bit bad saying this, but... Well, not bad, but... No, say, basically, it. say it. Like, So basically, um, I was put on this medication... Which is called pregabalin. Mm. Have you heard of it?
1: I think I have, yeah.
2: Yeah, and that just seems to like stop my panic attacks and like anxiety, mm. this, like this physical. I don't know. And I've been on it for a few years now. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's weird, and yeah, yeah. Basically, I think it's. I think it's because of that medication.
0: Yeah, maybe. It's,
2: God, but no, no, it has. I just, the, the physical symptoms, like, yeah, I just don't get those physical symptoms anymore.
1: What were the panics about? Was it about the situation that you're in? Like the thought of dealing with...
2: So I think my first panic attack was in, <laughs> was actually in Camden Market. Um, I felt like everyone was staring at me. At Camden mm-hmm. Market, I don't know if you, it's like... Pat. it was packed, there was loads of people in the market, I felt like everyone was staring at me, like, people thought I was stealing things, and I just got, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I had, to, I had to get out, I had to get out of the market, and then I had a panic attack on the phone, and I couldn't speak, and, uh, over fear of being, um, uh, I was speaking to someone that was really, like, like, authority, and, like,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I felt I wasn't making sense, and I was talking rubbish, and yeah, then I had a panic attack on the phone, and a lot of it's about, yeah. What so people...
1: It's linked to the paranoia thing, I guess. Yeah. Like those thoughts, again. Yeah. Why, what was... my? I, I don't know, I was like stressed out at the time, i just had girl trouble. Mm. Which happens. But then, it was the day after, like I'd had my car smashed up by these hooligans because of this girl. Oh, and shit. then... Yeah, yeah. And then the next night, because me and my first wife had split, it was just me and my son. I was looking after my son. He was only like three or four. And all mm-hmm. I could think about was like, if they come to the house now and start, mm-hmm. you know, it's just me and my lad what the hell am I going to do? And then it just, blah, that.
2: So that was when... It, so
1: Yeah, yeah. Up until yeah. that point, I never knew anything, never heard of the term panic attack or... But that's, I guess that's where education could come in, you know? Exactly, yeah. You know what I mean? If I'd have known what I was experiencing was just a reaction to that stress, sure. then may, maybe I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be doing this now.
2: Have you, have you, have you ever taken medication? Sort of? Yeah,
1: I do. I take a propranolol. It's a beta blocker. Yeah. And I've been on that for ages. But it's like that's just masking over the symptoms that I never really used to experience anyway. So I don't know, like I won't take antidepressants just sure. based on stories that I've heard from people and so I don't know.
2: And you've had CBT? Yes. I've
1: done it three times through the NHS and just it's never, never clicked with me for some reason. Oh. I've done the private thing as well, but it's just so expensive. Oh, it's expensive. Yeah. Tried hypnotherapy just once. Yeah. I only had one session, but the only thing that ever the only thing that ever really helped and that was like linked to why i started making videos when we did this it was probably about 10 years ago there was me putting videos on youtube and there was a couple of people in america that were doing the same and we'd like communicate through videos like i'd go for a walk to my postbox freaking out get home and then they'd put a video on saying "Ah, oh, billy did brilliant i'm going to go and do something you know what i mean so it was kind
0: that's cool.
1: Yeah, it was like motivating each other to just do more and more. And that was why like, I made massive progress. I was almost, I would say, cured. Mm. And then it was like six years ago, I put Anxiety United together in the hope to try and... Because I was making videos like way before Anxiety United started. Mm. And then I put Anxiety United together to try and help other people because I was in a good place. I was like, I'm going to share what I've done. And then I had, I had a major setback and just... Now I'm frigging learning again, and that's where it. That's where I'm at. Like, great. <laughs>
2: so, so would you be up for doing more like therapy? Yeah,
1: yeah, I think so. I just yeah. I don't know. I don't, I know what I need to do. Just like you with your self care stuff, you know what you need to do to maintain your mental health, and I know yeah. what I need to do to progress. But it's just I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable at home because i work from home you know mm. i got my dog here to keep me company i can take my mm. girlfriend to work i can take my daughter to school i can get shopping delivered i can go away for weekends if i want to yeah so i feel like i don't need to be able to go to the theatre and i don't need to be able to go out for dinner like i want to but i don't need to and that's why i don't push myself mm. it's like i'm i'm okay just living this restricted bloody life but I not like I've never been abroad. My girlfriend is from the Czech Republic. And, like she goes over there a couple of times a year. Yeah. I can't. Like I'm we talk about it and like I haven't even got a passport. Because I've never nah. I ain't flying.
2: Yeah, but would you want like you want to go?
1: Yeah, yeah. I would love to. I'd love to travel. Yeah. It's amazing. It's, like, yeah. I, Go on.
2: you could get a passport
1: <laughs> I, I mean like that, even,
2: yeah. even if you uh, you know even if you don't use it at least you well yeah at least you got it or maybe mm-hmm. it takes years like it's a step isn't it it's just one step just getting that passport um, I think it's I think it's pretty simple I think it's just filling in the form yeah, yeah it
1: is, it is simple yeah. we talk so, about like, we talk about like driving there because I. For some reason, even though I've had panic attacks in the car, I can drive anywhere, and I don't like even if I feel panic brewing when I'm driving, it doesn't bother me. I can just carry on. So, like, I could drive to the Czech Republic. <laughs> it's like a ten hour. I think it's more than ten hours. But I'd be well, prepared, you... I'd be prepared to do it just to say that I have finally been abroad. Like, I don't have to fly.
2: You you could do it in stages as well. You know like
1: yeah yeah. yeah. Mm. So you can
2: like mm. overnight here and there, and mm-hmm. like. But yeah, I reckon you should get your passport. Like you know, it's like a. It yeah, makes some
1: good that. videos. Might What's get that? some make some good vi- videos, wouldn't it? Might yeah, get it some bloody me. views.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll think about it. Yeah. <clears throat> I bet Very there's true. not. I bet there's not such a backlog on passport frigging applications right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a good time to do it, isn't it? It's
2: so true. Mm. I think yeah. You should. Mm. Uh, I think you should do it.
1: Yeah. I think I'll have to. Let's do it. I'm gonna. I'm to check up. I'm gonna check <laughs> up with you. Uh, no, give me six months. six
2: months. No, less than six months. Um, what? Okay. No, I'm gonna give you. Uh, Six
1: days uh, <laughs> six <minutes. laughs> okay, I'll do it now
2: uh, yeah no seriously yeah yeah I
1: might do one I will it's a yeah, it's, a big, it's a big step yeah yeah
2: and then like even if you I reckon even if you start with like just one like day trip like you can go to like France yeah yeah
1: day. Eurotunnel. tunnel mm-hmm
2: yeah exactly I mean, um, have you been like, yeah I have actually Like mm. years and years it's really cool actually it's cool um but yeah, I mean, um, yeah, you could do it in a day and just as like the first thing mm-hmm. and then you might like get the sort of like oh, I want to do more'
0: mm-hmm.
2: it is it's cool um there's an amazing uh so in Calais actually, there's an amazing like. Uh, outlet mm-hmm. shop, center. like food is so cheap and like really good food, and like just going there for that is worth it. Yeah, like food is amazing, it's so cheap. Um, so yeah, that could be a start. That's the plan, then. I'm gonna, yeah, that. <laughs> I'm
0: gonna, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna, that. gonna give you,
2: a...
1: anyway. Nice to meet you, man.
2: Yeah, you too, you too. And um yeah, I'll I'll be messaging and checking,
1: so <laughs> I will. Awesome. I'll think of something to message you about. I'll check yeah, up okay. on you.
2: Fine.
1: Cool. I'm right. Sorted. Cool. All right, dude. Good to talk right. to you man.
2: Yeah, you too. Take care, yeah.
1: Yeah, Andrew, I'll speak to you again. Yeah. See you. See later. you too. Bye.